0: Hi, my name is Hina Selenki. Welcome to the Phil Fabulous Show.
1: and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. And I say Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Actually, that's only half the truth. I'm not going to elaborate. I'm not going to go any further, but I'm going to introduce a lady called Hina Solanke. And Hina's going to tell us why I've just said what I've said. Hina, a very, very warm welcome to you.
0: Thank you so much, Paul. It's lovely to be here again with you. Um, My my podcast is the Feel Fabulous podcast. So Paul and I have actually joined up and we're doing a mini-series of of, uh, the human needs. And today we're going to kick off on our third one, which is significance. So we've covered certainty, we've covered variety, and today we're going to talk about significance.
1: Mm, So where do we start with this one, listeners? Significance. I think it might be worth taking a couple of moments on a previous episode when we set the foundation around, you know, I certainly shared and Hina shared around how we become significant in our lives by doing, you know, what we did in our respective situations. And if I could be allowed to just sort of reshare very briefly what mine was around, I met my need for significance in a very, very negative way. I met it through copious amounts predicted amounts of the demon drink. So, Ina, where do we take this? Where do we take this whole kind of rich dance that undoubtedly will unfold around significance?
0: Right, so I just wanted to talk about significance in general for a little while, and then I really thought it would be great if we could home in on how significance affects everybody in different ways and, and in different parts of our lives. So significance really is the quality of being worthy and special. Everyone is different. So everyone wants to feel special in some way. So significance is not a desire as such, but it's a need that people, we can't live without basically, and we need to feel just different and feel unique. So significance for me i would say there's been so many different parts of my life that it's really come into and i from childhood you know um out of um, you know three of our siblings uh, you know who who you kind of almost exert yourself to feel special and be the one that's you know more significant than the other the one that's you know the the peak the pleaser um it starts significance for us to want and desire significance in our lives, I, I feel it starts from the day we're born. You know, when you're a baby, you know, little baby, you do something and they smile and laugh. And then you do it again and, and it happens again. And that's all significance. So I, I can, I, we've got lots of time and we're going to cover lots. But Paul, what does significance feel or mean to you?
1: That as took me... <laughs> probably the biggest part of well part of my life to to be able to answer that in 2 seconds flat mm. uh, and I'll by three words being i am oh
2: yes
0: being
1: yeah. so- i am and the outside world well paul what does that mean what it means for me is i'm in my own peace i'm in my own space And I'm very significant in my world. So, you know, am I on a world stage shouting this or shouting that or proclaiming this or proclaiming? No, I'm not. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, that's, you know, there's no judgment on that at all, listeners. But for me, it's that stillness, that peace of who am I? Who am I? And Ina and I spoke off air uh, we we, we use many uh, examples of life, our rich tapestry of life that we've both uh, undergone. And, you know, for me, it is around that stillness, that peace, because that's who I am. That's who we all are. But interesting that, he, you know, you mentioned from a very early age about your childhood. We learn behavior, don't we? We learn how to survive from a very early age. Even that crying thing. Oh, if I cry, I'll get my own way. Or not as it may be. Um, You know, but for me, it's just the opposite. And as I say, I think it's that it's took me decades to to learn that. But when you pass it on, you can pass it on in a second. And I wish somebody had sort of guided me in that direction many, many moons ago. But then again, would I be who I am today? So that's what significance is for me
0: yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, i I never look back, and I definitely think whatever we've gone through, whatever path we've had to cross, it's it's made us who we are today. So I never have regrets on where I you know have been or what's happened, but you know no matter how damaging or how much it scarred me, but significance, if I go back to, yes, generalising as a child, we we want that attention. And then for me, after that, into my teens, it was very much about me uh, being compared to my brother and sister and maybe not being, um, let's say, as as successful or as driven or knowing in which direction they were going. Well, they knew, but I didn't know. So I was I was finding it a little bit difficult and not really standing out as much anymore um, and not feeling very significant because I was always... I was kind of, you know, told that, you know, oh, you won't be able to do that. Or, you won't be able to do that. So therefore that, from that age, that is still in me and it drives me to always be able to achieve. So that's made me definitely be an achiever. So again, you know, you spoke earlier about you're either all in or you're not, you know so you really go for it. And actually I'm very much the same. I, you know, if, I, if I'm doing something or I've got something I'm working on I put my heart and soul into it, whatever it is. And I absolutely give it my best shot. Then I would say later on in life, um, I got married and it was um, a pretty dark marriage. It was, uh, you know, psychologically forget about the physical because the physical never matters. It's the psychological um, uh, darkness that you might walk away that actually haunts you for a lot longer because bruises heal. But the psychological effects of things obviously don't. And for me, that was one of the things that I was. Put down all the time, my you know, so so my self esteem and my confidence would lack. That was a deliberate controlling act of my ex um, husband, and that really made me not feel very uh, significant at all. So I've always been chasing that with with therapy, with some help, and really come out of that to actually feel um, a little bit more significant again. And yes, I do, I am somebody, and I have a part to play in this world.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And and I can massively resonate with that because as I've said, listeners, you know, we will, every single one of us, no exceptions, we will meet that need for significance one way or the other. It's not up for grabs. We will meet that need for significance. The the trick is to meet it in a very self-empowering, positive way, rather than, you know, as I did for decades, you know, as I've already said, the demon drink gave met my need massively for significance with my various, inverted commas, antics, you know, jumping over tables, singing, thinking I was Mario Lanza or creating a <laughs> havoc where the pub would go up and there'd be, um, as the Irish would say, a good old tear up, you um, not good ways to meet my need but it was being met and we do need to meet those needs one way or the other
0: yes yeah that's really uh, you know you've touched on something there because there's always positives and then there's negatives aren't there so mm. that there are actually ways people do try to um uh, put, you know to create significance in their life and people in uh, media for instance you know they always you know they they'll Celebrities, they'll put out something as that saying goes, um, any news is good news or better news is it helps their PR. So that's really negative, a negative way of be, showing that you're significant. Um, and bullies, controls, um, controlling people, as I mentioned earlier from an ex partner, they're all negatives, um, but there are positives as well. So, you know, how can you be, how can you feel significant then? How can you, how, how could, what? does one do to feel significant in this world and play a part in a positive way what would you what kind of examples could you give there
1: i think your starting point for that heena is uh well where is your starting point so you know we have to be careful of expectations. so if we perceive ourselves with yeah. a real ego driven oh i'm so important in this world look at me everybody which obviously is a you know i need for significance um but with gratitude and i mean gratitude of understanding humbly who we really are yes we might be rich yes we might be famous you know and all these perceptions um that the outside world and these labels that the outside world will stick on us but so long yeah. as you knowing your own inner world who you are we're back to that who i am i am. yes and that grounded understanding that within the grand scheme of things you know the energy side was if we're going to go into the quantum physics side of things you know we, we are energy we are but a speck in this universe we are a speck and we get yeah. so carried away from a human ego perspective about how important i am and all this kind of stuff and we, you know uh, we do that that's part of human nature we do that yeah what i've learned to answer your question is to have that awareness to kind of you know, and so do I get trapped in my ego? Of course I do. I'm a human being, I'm fallible, I have vulnerability, but I witness it. And as a very eminent practitioner from the state said to me a few years ago, because somebody asked him, Do we ever get to a time or place where we are sorted? And the upshot was, he said, No, but we learn to catch it a lot quicker. And it's that awareness of catching things when we're on our soapbox and we think, oh, the world can't survive without me. You know, my partner can't survive me without me, or however we kind of put ourselves on that pedestal, because the reality is that groundedness and that gratitude for the simple things in life, or what we perceive to, be, you know, the birds singing, the beauty of seeing some shrubs grow on the side of a wall, you know, listening to. Most of, of my listeners know I live in Spain. You know, just to walk down the street where the walls are whitewashed and, you know, the blooms are there, the contrasting violet and purple blooms, it's, you know, they are things to be grateful for. The simplicity of life, things we take for granted. And for yeah. me, it is about having that groundedness to say, do you know what? This is what really matters. Love. Love you know the love that i have for myself and i don't mean that in an egotistical way but in a way that says do you know what i've come to understand who i am and the part i'm going to play um in you know in this in this universal dance and for me that's what significance is all about yeah
0: yeah that's that's really that's a really lovely um example um and yes to find finally to find that balance in life. I mean, it takes a while, doesn't it? It takes Mm. a while and therefore you're not striving to to, to prove that your significance in life because you're comfortable with who you are. You're comfortable with what you're doing and your, um, your contribution to life. But I think that's really lovely to have that gratitude. And, the same thing is, let's say another example of significance of what we might do is when we do our charity work or when we, you know, get, contribute somewhere else. And, and, you know, the main thing is, is I think for listeners is that you understand when you're doing these things just purely from the heart and you're not, you can actually walk away and still be really happy if absolutely nobody said thank you. That's do you know? That's that's having real significance for me anyway. Obviously, most people would say thank you and be you know grateful for whatever you've done, but you shouldn't be expecting it. You know, to do something, um, whatever you're doing, um, to feel significant, or whether you're teaching or whether you're, whatever you're doing, um, when you're doing it from the heart and you're not expecting uh, a thank you back, you're doing it purely from the love of what you're doing. That's significant.
1: And that's, yet again, and it's a very simple, um, and no apologies really, listeners, for repeating, but it's a very simple take upon life that we are what we are. And that's usually a million miles away from what we think we are. Yeah. We're so conditioned to survive. You know, life gets in the way. You know, certainly from my own darker existence, some of the rhetoric that I was uh, indoctrinated with was kill or be killed. And and I'm quoting verbatim there, kill or be killed. When you're growing up with that and that becomes your maxim, that becomes your MO, your way of life, then I think, you know, as the years do go by and you do uh, mellow and you see what's real and what really does matter in life. Then you know that groundedness. I've used that word already, listeners, quite a few times. But that groundedness and that appreciation and that gratitude, and let's and let's bring in gratitude's partner. Because for me, the marriage that took place, the partner of gratitude, is forgiveness and that self-forgiveness of, you know, the mistakes that we make. I don't really like personally like that word mistake because there's only learning. But I'm going to play, I want to flirt with it, I want to dance with it a little bit, because most of them understand that forgiveness, and I could never forgive him or her for that. Well, actually, you're not forgiving him or her, you're forgiving, you. it's about you moving on, and you taking control back, and you having that piece of, you know, within your life. So gratitude and forgiveness kind of go hand in hand, and there's a whole yeah. different debate about which one comes first. Um, very good friend of mine wrote a book or two very good friends of mine actually co-authored a book um, called um, gratitude plus forgiveness times love equals happiness and i actually said to them that surely the forgiveness comes first by forgiveness does that not then create the space for gratitude now that's the kind of debate that you could, get, you know, who's right and who's wrong. I don't know. It's yeah. That there, there is no right and there is no wrong. It's you know, it just is what it is, and we all have different perceptions.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really that's really lovely, actually. And of course, it can come into different. Um, it can come in at different places for different people. So you know, gratitude might come first on for somebody. Forgiveness might come in. I think it's everybody's situations are different. But I think it's a lovely place to be when you, you know, you have that significance in your life, but you're not having to absolutely go out of your way to to find it. It's just it's so natural and it's part of you. And that's your part into society or your community um, or your family or your friends. You know, it's just having um, some significance and making we're not saying making a change when we say we're making a change you could be in a supermarket and you've helped somebody get something off a shelf that's higher you know that's that's a significant thing to do that's the really yeah. lovely thing to do that is significant and that has had a significant uh, effect on the person you've just helped
1: absolutely and you know that's just one small but very as you say you very very good example um you know because to you know for whoever you know that is a very good example and people sometimes say yeah but you know what it's not big enough to make an impact so my retort on that is so everything that you do in life then you know let's let's kind of float with contribution a bit everything you do in life then you contribute it's got to be on a monumental scale has it it's got to be that massive but yeah well you know really yeah to make a difference Mm. So the small things don't matter, well, not really no. okay, you try pouring a pebble in your shoe and walking around all day and tell me then that small things don't matter.
0: Ah oh, I love that. That's really good. That's really good. absolutely. I think um you know they say um, let's pray for world peace or, or whatever, but it's the collective uh uni- you know unity that adds up. So, whether whatever you're doing towards something, it's collective, isn't it? So, it, it does add up and it makes that difference together.
1: Yeah, it's about, and I know, you know, I'm talking uh, with a like minded soul here, but it's around, you know, we, we, we flirted on previous conversation or well, conversations around, you know, affirmations, visualizations, intentions, and it is. So, you know, listeners, I'm sure at some time or other we've all heard that that cliche of just be careful what you wish for because it just might come and how many times has that happened in our lives you know another one yeah. there's no free rides be careful what seed you plant and all that kind of you know well cliche stuff but isn't it interesting how it does come back it's certainly come back in my life and sometimes decades later where there's been a uh, just let's say a payback There's no free rides in this life. So, you know, setting that intention and being of, you know, of good heart is, you know, you're being good and true to yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, th- I just think it's um, a really, really valid point. You touched on energy uh, earlier, the word energy, and actually, we haven't talked an awful lot about energy, but you just touched on it there. But that is the energy, isn't it? It's what you put out. And you said, um, uh, you know, you said, you know, significance um, and, you know, contribution. You said, you know, you flirted with that word, but they all kind of work together, don't they? And you talked a little about. Things coming back. For me, that's karma, um, and mm. you can't run away from karma. But it is about the energy. So, whatever energy you're putting into something, I, I'd say you really need to watch the type of energy you're putting in. So, are you are you studying for qualification because uh, you want it to look really good in front of everybody and, you know, it has no real significance? Otherwise, that's not the right reasons that you should be doing something and it has the wrong energy attached to it. You know, whether you're doing uh, your learning and you're working on something because you want to improve and actually give back and add value into society with this qualification, that's going to make a huge difference to you and to the energy that's going out so i think it's so important um, to watch that energy um if you you know and the significance of it otherwise it could actually just bounce back and hit you back in a bad way
1: yeah and i think there's very yeah i mean there's various ways of looking at that here i mean i was on the academic treadmill for 11 years which took mm-hmm. took me from kind of zero to uh, to doctorate level I actually got past the first year of my doctorate and then by 11 years wow. I just had enough I literally had enough with all the the politics that went with it etc cetera, etc cetera. but the point right. is I bumped into an old, um, old school, um, school friend who by you know I hadn't seen him for 25 years I left school at 15 I met up with him again when I was 40 And um, through our sort of beloved football team, we met up, had a few drinks and, you know, it was on about when we was a kid, the good old days. And he said, and I quote, he said, I can't believe that somebody as thick as you, (laughs) these were his exact (laughs) words, ended up with a master's degree in the first year of his doctorate. What? (laughs) And I said, right, okay, interesting. And I said, right, there's two things there. I said the first thing is I was never thick because I was actually in the same stream as you. I was in the top stream at an old boys grammar school in the you know in the early seventies, which you know was was kind of it was run a, along the lines of the old military and and it was very elitist and all that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So I was never thick because if I was by definition, so were you because we was in the same stream together, uh, which was <laughs> in the top stream. I said, and the other thing is. Actually, the piece of, I call them fancy pieces of paper that I've acquired. Um, you know, they, to me personally, they mean nothing. But the process and the growth that I underwent socially and personally in those 11 years is immeasurable. Because it gave me the confidence right. to, to know that actually, I don't care whether you're a professor, you're a dean. I don't care who you are or what mm-hmm. fancy pieces of paper you've got. know this deservedness that i was carrying around like 50 50 bags of coal on my back i'm just a poor boy from a council estate i shouldn't be at this university all these young kids and you know because i was a mature student all this deservedness was but that process Hina, and listeners i worked through to the point where actually yes i've got a fancy piece of paper for me personally the irony is it means nothing but the process was everything because I know now that you're no better than me and I don't care if you're a dean a professor or who you are um yeah and that was a great lesson for me It took me 11 years to learn that lesson but a great lesson nonetheless
0: yeah but it's I mean it it did have some significance then so it was yeah. a positive um it was very positive um yeah. and it was a, it sounds like it was an amazing experience as well so definitely positive experience and and had some real significance in your life Um, it's really it's what you do with it isn't it after I think you know do you do do something with it or are you are you just flashing it around you know Um, it's just it's it's just having different um, effects and different means different things I think to different people but um, that could almost touch on money so you know is, is money significant you know it does that having more money or less money how, what's your opinion on that Do you know let's say does a person with more money have more significance in in a certain you know uh, in a certain community than another
1: what a fantastic question that is you know what a brilliant question thanks for asking that right okay so let's look at the parable of the good samaritan then shall we so mm-hmm. who is the greater for somebody that's uh a billionaire, a trillionaire that gives away a million, mm-hmm. which is a, a relative drop in the ocean, or somebody that's got a pound and gives away 50 pence. Which is the greater gift?
0: I think they're both equal. I absolutely think they're both equal because they both have significance. Obviously, the greater amount of money is going to have more significance in whatever the project that it's going towards because it's been funded. Um, but individually, um, they're both as significant as one another um, and will have probably the same impact on each, you know, each soul as well. You know, mm. for me certainly, if I've only got what I, I contribute to a lot of charities, not a lot, because that's all I can give. but i know that i'm doing something and it makes it makes me feel significant to be doing that and opposed to somebody who might be adding a million pounds into a charity
1: Hmm. so the point i was trying to make there is to answer your question i mean you know Mm -hmm. there again To quote Tom Peters, one of the great uh, American quality gurus, perception is all there is. You know, if you if you gave that answer, that's based on your truth in your model of the world, Hina. Will that resonate with me or a other or, you know, a thousand people in the room? We we might all give different answers. Which one's right? All of them. Yes. All of them. (laughs) Yeah, Um, absolutely. But to go back to your kind of mainstream question around the power of money, and let's use yet again, I like throwing cliches out there. Apparently, you know, let's use that word should or shouldn't. Podcast hosts shouldn't use language, um, you know, and cliches that involve cliches. Well, I'm going to, you know, let's, let's kind of fly in the face of that one and offer another cliche listeners that says money is the root of all evil. Evil. Oh. Evil? Evil?
0: Where did that word come <laughs> Evil. I haven't heard that for a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it? Well, the reality is money is just an exchange. It's an energy. The yes, only yes. significance it has is the significance we choose to give it. It's as simple as yeah. that. Remember in a previous podcast, I used the example of the football match. All events in life are neutral. And a team in red plays a team in blue. One of them wins one nil. Half the fans are going to be happy. Half the fans are going to be sad. Does that alter the result? No. The result is the result is the result. The only power of that game is the significance that we choose to give it. And how do I know that? because in when i was 13 and a half in 1974 i attempted suicide on the back of two football results why because i'd given all my power away and my significance in worlds in the world centered upon a football team
0: wow. that's
1: that's the power of significance and that's the power of beliefs
0: Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's really, really a great answer. Um, you know, um, I love, uh, you know, what you said about money and it being an exchange of energy, because that's exactly what it is, isn't it? Isn't it? Mm. Mm.
1: Absolutely. You know, it, it's not, a, you know, it's evil. Well, what does it do then? Does it sort of put a gun to somebody's head and, and you know, and take the life? No, it's, mm. a pe- it's a piece of paper, it's a coin or whatever form it takes It's an energy.
0: That's all it is. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that is a bit of an older cliche now, isn't it? It's, it makes you think, though. I said, I haven't heard that for a while. And it's made me think, why haven't I, how, why haven't I, oh, I can't get my words out either. Why haven't I heard that for a while? And I suppose it's because. But there's a better understanding of money nowadays and, and the significance of it. it. But it is just energy. It's not It's not evil. It's not good. It's just, it's neutral. It's just an It's just a, an exchange for energy.
1: It is, um, absolutely. And this is going to take me a little bit left field. I mean, I'm kind of smiling here, you know, I don't know where this has come from, yeah. listeners, but I'm going to bring it into my <laughs> dance anyway, because uh, it feels Go right. On, so, okay, so we're led to believe apparently allegedly that there are three important things in this world time love and money so let's let's kind of flirt with this a little bit we can only have one of them which Mm -hmm. one is the priority is it time is it love is it money which one which one's the most important of those three
0: Mm. for me well yeah well
1: definitely
0: Yeah, definitely. My answer to that is love, without a doubt. Um, None of those other things matter to me.
1: Mm, Okay. So, the simple answer, and it's a little bit tongue in cheek, uh, listeners, Mm. that that I offer here, um, and I have done a podcast around this around time, love, and money. Which one matters most? So, let's have a look at time. Time. well, we put our own stamp on that. We've got our own perception of what time is. Do you know, how many times have you said, oh, today's gone really slow? Or today, I can't believe we're today. has gone, listeners. It's flew by. Well, actually, the day is the day is the day. Perception is all there is. Yet again, that's us putting our own human slant on it of how today's been, whether it's been quick, whether it's been slow, whatever it's been. But, you know, I actually did the maths on this. I think there was something like 84,600 seconds in a day. Uh, I hope I'm right. It doesn't matter if I'm right well, or wrong. 60 yeah. times 60, whatever. It's like, well, you know, all those. Are, but that's the same for everybody, no matter where we are in the world. You know, whether we sit mm. at a, a clock and watch every one of those seconds go around for 24 hours. You know, that number is the same for every one of us. So, you know, the time... You can take that one out of the equation. We've all got the same amount of time. The money. We've already said money's energy. It only has the significance that we give it. Love, well, and I, I just close this particular or answer my own question, really. How many songs, listeners, can you think of that are focused on time? I can think of one. time. If I only had time <laughs> That's one I'm struggling and I'm, I love music So I'm struggling to think Money I'm thinking of Abba I work all night I work all day To pay the bills We have to pay <laughs> yeah, yes, it sad yes. And still there doesn't seem to be A single penny left for me That's too bad Now I'm struggling love it. Right Let's think now, listeners, how many songs there are around love we'd be here all day singing. Now, you know, the music industry is a big business. It's no coincidence that they've set up and devised a lot of songs around love. And that, for me, is just a simple reflection of the importance of time, love, and money. And for what it's worth, Eena, 100% do I agree with your answer of love love changes
0: everything how we live and how we die brilliant i love it i absolutely love that i think we should have one more actually
1: (laughs) so um, go on
0: one more on love
1: (laughs) one more about love um yeah go on (laughs) okay i tell you this is not about love um directly but this is you know for me personally i don't think i've ever done this on a podcast (laughs) <laughs> it, now listeners isn't this a point that it's giving is this giving me significance you know i've already alluded to i've now that in my pub days in my club days you know when i was a bit merry i would sing those wow. days it was absolutely for significance although i didn't understand or realize that it was about me because i was dying inside i felt worthless shallow and vulnerable insecure i needed to do something that says look world i'm here but i've moved on from that and the difference is between singing then and singing now so what i'm singing now is a dedication of love and it's actually it's an old irish ballad so it'll take a couple of minutes if you're happy you know for me to proceed with that but absolutely it's, it's dedicated to every well for me my humble opinion one of the most beautiful souls in this world world, known as a mother. And it goes like this. I once had a
2: dear old mother, so sweet and kind was she. And when I was in trouble, Mars sat me on her knee. One night as I was sleeping, Upon my feather bed, an angel came from heaven and told me Mar was dead. Next morn as I awoken to see if it was true, sure, my dear old Mar, Was lying there cold and blue. So children obey your parents and do as you are told. For when you lose your marshore, you lose a heart of gold. Oh
0: wow, all that's me you're so happy I didn't stop crying it's <laughs> really beautiful thank you oh gosh I really had to hold back the tears then but what an amazing example of of love and even that in itself is about how a mother has so much significance in one's life
1: mm, absolutely absolutely and um You know, I know Wayne Dyer, the the late great, in my humble opinion, Wayne Dyer, when he referred to it as the divine feminine, you know, to me. I look at my own life listeners, and I know that, you know, my listeners will be kind of, well, have heard this before, but without that divine feminine, I wouldn't be here today. And I don't just sort of talk about being brought into the world. I mean, uh, you know, with some of the colourful antics. um, Yeah, Uh, I will talk about gratitude, I am beyond grateful for that divine feminine energy in my world. Hence that Irish, hence that Irish ballad. But that's just a great example, listeners, isn't it, of how, well, hopefully it is. I mean, listen, you guys decide, you know, Hina and I, we're co-creating here. We're creating this, this energy, this dance between us in the hope that, you know, this, something sticks somewhere along the line, be that what may.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: So I feel, Hina, have we not? We've got to that time of proceedings, proceedings, you make it sound like a formal agenda, Paul, Um, (laughs) where, where, um, you know, I ask you, I invite you in to share your contact details, ask, you know, to
0: how can people get in touch with you? Sure. Um, Listeners, um, for, for well, obviously the listeners on Paul's um, podcast. You can find me on Feel Fabulous Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram at Hina Solanke. Um, and I'll be more than happy for you to join me there. Super. And Paul, how can, how can my uh, listeners find you?
1: Quite simply uh, www.paul low with an e.com. That's got references to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast. Um, these episodes uh, the various books that I've been involved with and and all of the bits and pieces which may or may not take your fancy so yeah on the website there
0: lovely thank you thank you very much and next week listeners we are going to be talking about love and connection and I'm really excited about that one because I think that's a big one I
1: better I better polish up on my ballads then listeners
0: Uh, thank you thanks for tuning in bye now
1: <laughs> and that's goodbye to heena thank you heena um, so much and all that remains now listeners is for me to on this note of love ironically that heena kind of uh, led us out with there led us off the dance floor with by saying remember mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts <laughs>